Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 28th of Adar 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. 536 people have died since Russia invaded Ukraine, and according to the UN, that's according to the UN Refugee Agency. The agency says that the real death toll is likely even higher. 660,000 Ukrainians are now considered refugees after having fled to neighboring countries. Most of them are women and children. Poland's borders has lines of 60 hours long to enter the country. Romania similarly has long lines, and the reports are coming out saying that they're 20 kilometers long. Israel is expecting a huge wave of immigration from Ukrainian Jews and are already fielding so many phone calls that the Jewish agency set up an emergency hotline to handle the volume. In an effort to limit the numbers, Israel's interior ministry has actually made a last-minute policy change, making it so that Jewish people who don't have a Jewish mother cannot claim Israeli citizenship. Previously, even one Jewish grandparent could be enough to make Aliyah. Aliyah means return to Israel, become an Israeli citizen. Even the spouse and children of the person applying for citizenship that had one Jewish parent would be enough to get automatic Israeli citizenship as long as they are coming with that person. So if you are one person and you have a wife and kids or a husband and kids, as long as they're coming with you and you are the one that has one Jewish grandparent, you could get everyone Israeli citizenship. The news of the change came out during a Monday special session held by the Knesset Constitution Law and Justice Committee regarding the country's preparedness in taking in thousands of new immigrants. Ukraine has 200,000 Jews. Ukrainian men between 18 and 60, however, are not being taken right now by Israel, regardless if they are halachically Jewish, meaning legally Jewish. That's in an effort to not deplete eligible fighters from leaving Ukraine. Spouses and children would actually be able to come on over, but on one condition. The key Jewish person making Aliyah would need to be halachically Jewish, meaning that they are Jewish by way of their mother being Jewish. Now, that's the new rule. It used to be that any, that any person who had a grandparent could get citizenship and bring their wife and kids, like I just mentioned. Traditionally, in the Jewish world, the law says that a Jew is only a Jew, only Jewish, if born from a Jewish mother. With reform and conservative waves of Judaism, this concept has changed and become more lenient in some circles. The change is, according to the interior minister, Ayelet Shaked, meant to help the families of men who would make Aliyah, but are not because they have to stay behind and help the war effort in Ukraine. In order to make things easier for those who are trying to come, Ukrainians no longer need to show a criminal background check or have their birth certificates and marriage certificates notarized. 
Reports also say that a special hub is going to be set up at Israel's Ben-Gurion airport to manage the influx of people coming in and making Aliyah. Ronen Cohen, director of the Aliyah and Integration Ministry, says says 11,000 beds at hostels and hotels around the country are being reserved for immigrants so that they will have a place to sleep when they first arrive. The country expects to start with hundreds of immigrants and then move to taking in thousands as the weeks come by. The Ukrainian consul in Israel is asking the country to permit any Ukrainian who arrives in Israel at the airport into the country so long as it is a life-threatening situation, which it currently is. Ukrainians in Israel will get their visas extended by two months if they're already here. Officials are saying that Ukrainians who are not eligible for citizenship should show that they are not planning to settle and stay in the country. However, they are not going to be turned away or deported. Haaretz reports that more Ukrainians have been denied into Israel in recent years than any other type of person, any other nationality. Between 2018 and 2021, 15,430 people were barred from entering Israel, and the numbers declined, but that is mostly due to COVID, due to the the skies being closed. There are currently 7,200 Ukrainians in Israel right now living here on expired tourist visas. This represents about 24% of all foreigners who are illegally in the country. So basically a quarter of all illegal people that are here in Israel are actually from Ukraine. Heading over to some internal Israeli news. Two Palestinian men were killed and one was wounded last night, so that's Monday night, when men came face-to-face with Israeli security forces in Jenin, which is a city in the West Bank. A Hamas-affiliated news site shows a video of one of the men shooting a gun as Israeli forces, at Israeli forces before he was killed. Haaretz reports the man was part of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group and the other was an unarmed 18-year-old man. Israeli police say it all happened after their forces arrested the son of a Hamas military head who operated out of Jenin until he was arrested in 2002 for taking part in the execution of a number of terror attacks. So this is his son that we're talking about, and his son was not one of the two men that were killed. There are different accounts of how this happened. One is that the forces entered the refugee camp in the city of Jenin and arrested the Hamas member who came out of his home and turned himself in. The son of that Hamas member apparently came out and turned himself in. The other account is that forces entered the area went to a hospital and exchanged fire from outside. The 18-year-old died in the hospital after being hit by a bullet, and the other, a 22-year-old man who was involved after the arrests happened, was killed during a firefight exchange between himself and Israeli officers. Reportedly, Israeli officers stopped shooting, went toward their cars, and then had to return fire again as they were being shot on their way to their vehicles. After the arrest, 150 or so Palestinians came to the street to riot. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on 
And that's going to take you to a page where you, too, can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. So don't forget to get that second N in my name. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. There's a write-up in today's Jerusalem Post about Israel potentially becoming a major gas exporter in the Middle East as the fighting between Russia and Ukraine are leading to talks about not using Russia's gas exports. Israel is already supplying gas to Jordan and Egypt and is rising up as a potential seller to Europe. Experts say the fact that Putin could easily just turn off the gas to the entire continent is a fear coming to life. And some say Israel, Egypt, and even Saudi Arabia might be next in line to pump up gas to the West via Cyprus. There's already a major plan in place for this, of course, and we've been covering it here at the Israel Daily News podcast for years. It's called the East Med Pipeline, and this would directly connect the natural energy resources in the eastern Mediterranean Sea right to Europe. The plan was drawn up in 2013 and was supposed to be operational by 2025, but it's not sure now because the United States has actually withdrawn its support as of last month under the Biden administration. The most recent approval came in 2020, and it's been changed since then. Republican representatives Gus Bilirakis of Florida and Nicole Maliatakis of New York both criticized the pullout of support from the U.S. and noted that this would cause Europe to rely too heavily on Russia, and, and this was before Russia even invaded Ukraine. So this was an interesting piece from the Jerusalem Post. And now for a story by Dr. Steve Shallot. Have you ever thought about how our senses are interconnected? Scientists at the Reichman Institute Center for Brain Cognition and Technology in Herzliya are taking this theory a big step forward. Imagine two drawings. One is a wavy and circular drawing, very pleasant to look at. The second is like a starfish with pointed ankle angles. Volunteers were asked which drawing is named Booba and which is named Kiki. 90% of people called the smooth, wavy drawing Booba and the spiky one Kiki. Professor Amir Ahmedi, the founder of the Institute, explains that it has nothing to do with language or culture. It's actually related to how we move our mouths to pronounce those sounds. The sharp way we move our mouths to pronounce Kiki is associated with the sharp angles of the drawing. Likewise, the round mouth movements needed to say booba are associated with the soft shapes of that drawing. This even has a name. It's called the booba kiki effect, and it was discovered by psychologist Wolfgang Kohler in 1929. Traditionally, each sense has been studied separately, but Professor Amedi was actually the first to understand that all of our senses are interconnected. His research demonstrates we can create portals between the senses and even learn to see with our ears. Last year, Amedi invented a system called iMusic in which a 50-year-old man blind from birth with absolutely no conception of colors was actually able to pick out a green apple from a bowl of red apples. Professor Ahmedi, an internationally renowned expert in neuroscience and brain plasticity, says this is only the beginning and that all meaningful experiences are multi-sensory. Fascinating research is coming out of Israel, that is for sure. 
All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 12 degrees Celsius and a high of 18 degrees. That's 53 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 65 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my life. I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. You can sign up for this at our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. And a big thanks to our new interns, Perry Schwartz and Arid Skolnick, who wrote some of today's stories. I'm going to send you off today with a song called Sibat Hasibot by Nicole Raviv and Elon. Eckhart. It's brand stinking new. Just came out yesterday. I don't even think it's online yet, but we have the track for you right here. God, you got to hear these vocals. Have a great and productive. Thank you.